I mean, I figured it out at 32. So like a lot of people think they have to figure shit out at 22 or 18. So mm -hmm. like you can figure it out at 35 and you'll be fine. Hello, beautiful people. So today I have the pleasure to have Dustin Lee, or we will call him Benjamin Button of the real <laughs> life. <laughs> Dustin is a professional videographer working for one of the greatest digital marketers in the world, Gary Vanderchuk or Gary V. And Dustin is also a BMX rider and Muay Thai practitioner to end up Dustin is also a Pokemon cards investor. How are you, Dustin, today? Thank you for the opportunity. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. How is everything with, uh, in the curing times, the work, your life, with the family? Is everything good with you, man? Yeah, everything's great. I mean, no complaints here. And uh, just, you know, living life <laughs> as best as I can. Perfect. So let's start from the beginning. I like to, to ask to my guests, can you tell me a little, about, a little bit about you? Like the little Dustin? Uh, I mean, you've covered a lot of it. <laughs> but um, I guess for context, my, uh, I'm 35 years old. I was born and raised in New Jersey. Uh, that's in the US, if anyone's outside of the US that doesn't know where New Jersey is. Um, I've been into video editing pretty much since I was 13 but haven't made it into, into like a serious thing until maybe I was around 32, I think, 31 or 32, I forget. And then started working for Gary, Gary V, uh, a little over two years ago, like two and a half years ago. And um, just been grinding since then. Um, yeah, I think a lot of my video passion came from BMX because um. I remember when me and my friend, like we were the only ones in town riding BMX and we just wanted to film each other to see what we look like. Cause we were, we would always watch like BMX videos we're like, Oh, that's so cool. And then we would want to film ourselves just to see what we look like. And then just like pretty much took my parents camcorder without asking them and just started using it. And then we started making our own small little like video edits on BMX and just always been interested in it since then. But uh, yeah, just took it seriously in the past five years, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty much always been a part of my life almost. So uh, we can say that BMX come together or a little bit earlier with a video. Mm -hmm. uh, how it happens, how BMX appear in your life? Um. I think, so I remember in fifth grade, like one, some kid in my grade had a BMX bike and it was cool. Like it was kind of like when people see skateboarders, like they just look cool and like badass or whatever. And um, I was like, oh, I want to I get one of those. So then I asked my parents, they got me like the cheapest one we could afford <laughs> and uh, just loved riding it. I, I think I, even before that though, I remember my parents got me a, like a BMX style bike when I was around I think eight years old or nine and I just loved doing like skids like skidding around on it like ripping my tires apart and stuff like that <laughs> um as like a little kid so I think I've always just been like drawn into like riding bikes or like even 
I guess I'm, I've never really ridden a motorcycle or anything, but like I could, I think that I just like that like idea of just being on two wheels and just going fast and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, in fifth grade is when I first got my first real BMX bike, in my opinion. And then I think around when I was 13, maybe in like going into seventh grade is when I saw my friend like go over a, a dirt jump for the first time. And then it just kind of made me want to try to do that too. And then I like just, I was super, super scared. And I just said, all right, I'm just gonna try this. And I did it and I like didn't die. <laughs> so then I was like, that was, it was like a rush that I just really liked. And just ever since then, just been always enjoyed doing it. I think I just, I, I think I like the thrill and then started more getting into just the learning aspect of it, of like just learning something new. Um, also something that's always been part of my life is just like, I just like doing something different, like not normal, I guess. Like I've always, like I wasn't really into sports when I was a kid. Um, wasn't really into like doing things that other kids in school were doing. I always wanted to do something just unique and different and weird. And uh, I think BMX is, that's where a lot of that came from. Um, and that's pretty much been my entire life. Like I've always just done weird things that a lot of other people didn't do at the time. Um, at least like not in my circle. Like uh, I was, I got into car, I got into like cars at a weird time where like mainly Hondas when like just certain group of friends were doing it. Not like my main friends, but like another group of friends, like I just found another group of friends that were into it and then got into cars. Same thing with Muay Thai. Like it was early when before like the UFC was like huge. Like I just wanted to learn how to like defend myself. So then I just found the place that did Muay Thai. So yeah, I just always been doing like weird things that aren't the norm. <laughs> and let's go. I I like I like the, the, the martial art part of it. Let's talk a little bit about Muay Thai. When did you start it? Um, what do you like about it? So I started in 2007 because uh, I was at a house party with a friend of mine and he started a fight and I wanted to help him, but I didn't know how to fight or do anything or even defend myself. And it was just a terrible feeling that I really hated. Like I was like, just felt so helpless. I couldn't help him. And he was like pretty much, can I curse on this? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Oh. Just oh. be yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he was just getting the shit kicked out of him. And I was like, I just couldn't do anything. I just felt terrible like that. I couldn't help him. And I was just felt terrible that I was just felt so helpless. And then like a week later, I just started looking into some form of martial arts. I didn't want to do karate or Taekwondo because I just knew that stuff was kind of like no offense to them, but like at least around here, it's like kind of the schools are like bullshit. Hmm. So like I wanted to look for something a little bit more kickboxing Real. style. Yeah. Just more like realistic. So then I was really into that movie Ongbok, even though that's not real Muay Thai, but um, I just thought that was really cool. So then I started looking into like, I just Googled like Muay Thai gyms in, this, in New Jersey and there just happened to be like one, maybe 10 miles from where I was living. And then I told my friend, hey, I'm gonna go check out this gym if you wanna come. 
because he was at that party too not not the one that got beat up but like this other friend and then he's like yeah i want to go too like i just really want to learn how to like fight also and i was like cool so then we went there um just watched people train and then we're like yeah let's try this out and um i mean i originally my intent of going the first time was just to learn to like beat up people like i thought that's what my goal was i wanted to like just beat the shit out of people or something but like as as we went more like it was just like we were changing it more towards like just being having good fitness and then also just training to like pretty much not have to fight and but my friend he like he decided to fight um like not professionally but like for real like going against another muay thai fighter like he wanted that and i was about to do that too uh, i started training but i just didn't have enough time and then once i like really started training like i was like planning to fight um i my knees got injured i just like so i because uh, running is a big part of muay thai and i was running incorrectly at the time like i was just really heel stomping a lot and just start, like extending my knees too much and my knees just kind of like got destroyed from doing that um so then i had to stop and um just it's been an on and off journey with muay thai like i I always get hurt and I have to stop for like a year and then come back and then I get hurt again and then come back. And it's been like that for the past since 2007. So it's like 13 years. Yeah. Um, and it's the warriors way for me. It's like, you go, you go down and you come up, you go down yeah. and you come up. Some life lessons that you took from Muay Thai. Um, fighting is scary. Um, like, <laughs> Like, you, like there's a lot of people at my gym that you would not think they knew how to fight and it just shows that like like don't mess around with people on the street because you just don't know what people know you have no idea like what people know like if you're gonna fight someone in the street prepare be prepared to lose like just in case like you don't know if you're gonna win um because like people know like a, especially nowadays where like everyone knows something like people either do Muay Thai or Jiu Jitsu or Judo or something. So it's mm -hmm. like, um, that's one thing I learned, just like learning to, f uh, like learning to fight made me not want to fight anyone. Um, and another thing I guess is just, uh, just the physical or the mental aspect of it. And also just the fitness aspect of it. Like I was, I'm like pretty into fitness. Um, uh, I don't eat the best right now, but I was into like nutrition for a couple of years. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that, I think that's pretty much the biggest things I've learned. I think I, I divided the first one for sure. We do the, the, the more that you learn about the martial arts, the less that you want to fight it outside of the mm -hmm. tatami or the med for Definitely. sure. That one for sure. Uh, how do you describe your mindset? all over the place <laughs> some sometimes sometimes i feel really good and like uh positive and just optimistic but sometimes i'm thinking the complete opposite where i'm like oh man i suck or like this isn't gonna work out or uh, blah 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 like I, i i do both a lot and it's it's hard um i'm trying to lean more towards the optimistic side but i guess my old 
negative side slash just overthinking side is it's still there. Um, but I've also been using kind of, I've been using that to my advantage a little bit because I think it helps me understand what other people are going through. Um, and also just helps me just see both sides of the picture a little bit better. Uh, but at the same time, it does creep back a little bit and kind of just tries to take over me. Um, I just have to like kind of take a step back sometimes and just really tell myself like, like just got to snap out of it a little bit sometimes. Um, so yeah, my, my mindset's a little bit all over the place. I mean, I have to thank Gary the most for like helping me with getting better at it. Um, just seeing what he does all the time, the things he says all the time has helped me a lot. Um, and just knowing that he cares about me also helps a lot. Um, but yeah, it's just something I've been working on. I constantly, almost every day I'm working on it, just trying to be better. Man, you know, it's, it's, it, first it's beautiful to see that. I understand you completely that I think it's normal, like the overthinking, like, but it's something that you have to work on it. Some, some advice or some tip that you want to share with somebody that maybe it's in the same position than you that will see this podcast. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to give like a general advice like that. Cause I'm always thinking about now how we're all different and everyone's situation is different. So it, it's, it's easy for me to just be like, Hey, just think positive and think uh, like it could be so much worse, but like, I don't know everyone's situation. Like some people have really bad situations and it's, it just doesn't feel right to me to be like, yeah, Hey, it can be worse. <laughs> like, like, you could have it so much worse. Like it's hard for me to just say it like that. Now I used to say it a lot and I still, I do believe in that. It's just, I'm also very uh, compassionate to people's situations. So I try my best not to um, take that, not, I guess not take that into account, but I mean, something for me at least that helps a lot is just something that Gary said was 99% of things don't matter. And I really do believe that like the things that we worry about on a, you know, on the big picture, like it doesn't matter. Like there's always going to be some other solution that we can figure it out. Like whatever that is, like for me, I guess it's just like, uh, like money. Like I'm just trying to like, if I'm trying to just, I don't know, pay off stuff. Like I'm always worried. Oh man, what if I run out of money? Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I always just tell myself, you know what? It's not even a big deal. If they take all my money, who cares? Like I'll figure something out. Like I'll always just be able to just figure it out. If I have to move to a crappy, crappy apartment, whatever, I'll just do it. Like I don't care. So then I, that's why I kind of think sometimes just trying to think like I can always figure it out. I always try to think that way. But, um, but yeah, as far as other people, I mean, I think the majority of people do have it better than they think. So that would be my advice. Like just realize what you have and don't just don't, don't uh, take it for granted. Like if you're healthy, if you have a house and you're able to survive and you're basically eat every day, a lot of people can't do that. So it's like, 
just be really grateful for what you have instead of dwelling on what you don't have. I love it. I love it. Love it. And let's go from money parts because I, I, I took a sentence from your Instagram that maybe you can, can say it a little bit that it says money. It's like to toilet paper. You think you need a lot to cover your ass, but you can get by even if you have just a little. So save it for a shit storm. Yeah. <laughs> can you, I, I mean, can you, um, so I thought of that when I was actually taking a shit <laughs> because, um, cause like it was like maybe two sheets of toilet paper left on the roll. And I was like, all right, I'm going to see if I can make this work. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I, I got the job done. So that worked. And then I just thought of it, how it's very similar to money. Like, um, we just think we have, we need like so much money, but it's like, you really don't like, you just need just enough to get by and, just to survive, uh, just to get the job done, I guess, in this metaphorical way. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I say that, but at the same time, I do worry about money. Um, but I think that's just my paranoid side. Like I, I'm, I'm doing okay. It's just, I do, I get worried, but I'm just the type, I'm that type of person that just gets mm -hmm. worried about dumb stuff. <laughs> so like, um, just trying my best and, also see the other side of uh just realizing like it's not that big of a deal mm. and also i just I, I just like try my best not to like buy things that i don't really need um i mean there's some things that i i don't need to buy but i want to buy and that's really for me like i just bought a new car but like i really wanted it and because i'm a car i'm a car person so i don't think that's the same thing as far as like it's not because i'm buying it for anyone else to like show off like i i legitimately really like cars and i'm i just that it's for me so that's why uh that's i think that's a little bit where the distinction is where it's like why are you buying whatever you're buying um if it's for you then go ahead buy it buy it <laughs> But if it's because you're trying to show it off on social media, then it's like, you got to like really ask yourself, why are you buying it? So um, I think that's where a lot of people don't ask themselves that. Where like, I'm always asking myself all the time, anything I do, I'm always like, okay, why am I doing this? Is it for me? Or is it because I'm trying to show off or something? Or like, and yeah, that's just something I always go through in my own head. Man, I think it's it's a lot like I think at the same time it's an investment tip because like just thinking why you are buying something it's like it's just to show to you to a follower it's some some passion that I have like like you have with cars or like somebody has with traveling I think like no the mm -hmm. the, the the why behind the buy I think it's 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 a great great tip um you were talking like, like let's say a little bit let's talk a little bit about gary v um some some lessons that you took from him you took about the 99 some more lessons um i think the biggest thing for me is uh how he always says stop judging yourself 
I remember when I was first started working for him, he was talking about that and I didn't understand what he meant by that. I was like, what do you mean? And then I just kind of like didn't really put one and one together. But then I just heard it more, heard him explaining it, how he was explaining it more. And it made a lot more sense to me because I do judge myself a lot. And how he says, if, if you don't judge it, if you don't judge yourself, you won't, you'll stop judging other people or I forget which way, if, maybe it was the other way around, but that didn't make sense at, to me at first either. I was like, I didn't know, I didn't know what that meant. And I was like, then he explained it a little bit better in like one keynote where he like really explained it better, where it just made more sense to me. I'm like, Oh, okay. So then that was like a unlock for me that, um, it really made a lot of sense because especially because I'm always thinking about how, like, um, why I don't like something or someone for some reason. And I'm like thinking maybe it's because I don't like that about myself. And then I, it's just, it was just something that really went through my mind. I was just really interested in. And um, that one really stuck with me, just trying not to judge myself. Um, And I guess that does help with being more, uh, less judgment, judgmental to others. Um, and also just his idea of whole, the whole empathy thing. Uh, and especially the whole uh, feeling bad for your haters. Um, I, I was like, when I first heard that, I was like, fuck that. I hate <laughs> these guys suck. Like, I hate them all. <laughs> like, I hate the haters. But then it just started making sense where it was like, why are people doing that? And um, it really made more sense to me where I was like, okay. I thought it was just like some... I don't know, like just some weird, I didn't understand the explanation, but then it made a lot of sense because it's like people that like, I, I, I stopped, like it was people for a long time, stopped doing that. And I was like, I realized it was because I'm, I'm not in a bad place anymore. Like I was way happier. I was just not trying to like take my own pain out on other people. And that just made a lot more sense where like, I was like, okay, that's why people do it. So then, yeah, that was the other lesson I think I learned. Two great lessons. And man, I took a lot of them. And uh, in the, in the great show that you had with, with him, that I love it, T with Gary V, the chemistry that both of you had, like, and mm -hmm. I interview, like, it was a great show. And I hope that this, it's coming back uh like how it was to do tea with gary v i was like i interview already some of the guests that were in the show some of the people that were in the show amazing cool. like amazing his stories like what you take from like some relations some something from the 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 tea with gary v um i mean i just like the fact that it was really helping people like as far as Gary was really helping people. And I just, I'm just glad to be part of it. Like I just wanted to, like, I, I just like being part of it. Like just the fact that Gary's helping people and I just kind of like being the, the sidekick. <laughs> I just like the fact that he's helping people and they're happy, happier and just being part of that feels special. 
Man, and I like to, to ask to my guests, do you believe in having a purpose in your life, uh, deep meaning? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> Some, sometimes I do. Like, I think maybe I was meant to be with Gary and to be someone that helps him change the world. Like I'm helping him change the world because I think he is going to and is in the process of it. Um, but at the same time, I sometimes just think I'm in a simulation. I'm just here <laughs> and uh, just not sure what my purpose really is. And so, yeah, I don't know. There's just so many things that I go through my daily life that I'm just like, am I in, a, am I in the matrix right now? <laughs> like what? Why is this like, how is this happening? Like, sometimes I'm just thinking like that. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm in a program. And so, yeah, I'm not really sure, to be honest. <laughs> and let, let's go a little bit deeper. That Why, why do, you, do you think that you took, you are in the program? Why do you feel that? Um, it just seems very strange how things are a coincidence, but it's like, there's just so many coincidences that are happening to my to me now like um like just just even the fact that i work for gary is just like what how is this happening um because i quit my job in 2016 and because of gary like i heard him on the radio and i was like okay i'm gonna quit doing something i hate and try to do something i love and then while i was in that process i was like okay maybe if this fails, at least I'll learn the video skills to maybe in 10 years work for Gary V one day. And that was kind of like my ultimate plan, goal, whatever. And then that happened in like two and a half years. So it's like, okay, what the, the fuck? Like, how does this happen? <laughs> so then now I'm working for Gary. And then there's just so many little connections that I'm like, it was just like such a small world coincidence. Like Gary is cousins with this kid I actually grew up with that I was like, what? Like, how is that possible? <laughs> like, it's just such a small world. And then just me and my girlfriend, we like always are just doing things. And we're like, we just talked about that. Like something that we just talked about, like just happens when we walk outside. It's like, what? Like, how is this happening? <laughs> so we're just always having these things that are coming up where it's like, we just talked about this. Like, how is this happening? <laughs> And it's like, we're definitely in a simulation. Like we always say that we just, we're joking, but we're like, we're not, at the same time. <laughs> we're not sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just feels like it. Yeah. It's like, I call it uh, uh, life synchronizations. It's like, it's meant to be like, it's a synchronization of life. You know, I, I really believe on that. It's something that, that I believe. And tell me a little <laughs> bit about your, your background, the Pokemons, what's oh. happened. <laughs> with the Pokemon's investors, if you can tell me a little bit for the people that don't know nothing sure. about. Um, so earlier this year, like right before, or actually right when the pandemic started happening, maybe around March of this year, uh, 2020, um, I, I remember hearing Gary talk about Pokemon cards and in the office before we went into quarantine, but I didn't really take it seriously. Then on Tea with Gary V, he was always talking about sports cards. But then I think he was still kind of 
checking in his own world of Pokemon cards as far as like, is it really a thing that's happening? I think once he really felt comfortable that, okay, this is real, um, he started talking about it more, told me, hey, they kept saying, hey, Dustin, you buy cards yet? I'm like, no. And he's like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, all right, all right, I'll buy one. <laughs> so then um, I think uh, early July is when I bought my first card. It was a PSA 10 1999 uh, Squirtle first edition. And I paid $600 for it. Um, it is now worth about 3400 I think. Um, but since then, I, I, like, I started doing research. I went on YouTube, just started looking. Like, I didn't know what the hell I was looking at. I was like, what cards what? I have no idea. Um, did a little bit of research for like a week. Then started buying more cards just because uh, I just figured, I just wanted some. Like, I just didn't, I didn't want a ton, but I wanted like five. Um, bought them. Then I just started really looking into it more and more and more. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to get, but I want to buy that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. So I just started buying more and more. Um, got really into it. But also it's because um, like I was planning on buying a LeBron James card early, like last, pretty much last year when Gary was first talking about it. But um, I don't know anything about sports. So that's why I was like, I don't, I don't know how to get, I don't, I don't know how to get into this. <laughs> like, I don't know shit about sports. But um, my girlfriend, another weird coincidence in this simulation, she has loved Pokemon pretty much ever since it came out, when, like 1999. So she has cards also. And then I started looking at her cards and I was like, wasn't sure what I was looking at. So I just did a little bit of research. And then she was into me buying cards. So it was like, okay, cool. I'll just buy some cards. Um, then I started selling them because I just wanted to make some money because I wanted to have like actual cash versus not really sure what this is really worth. Um, I had, think I had bought a total of maybe like 30 cards, which I spent about, I think around $7,000 total, like after, not like right away, like all at once, but like yeah. periodically. Um, I sold maybe half of my cards. I made my money back already. Like I made, I think I made like $8,000 and I still have all the ones that are really expensive. Like my top PSA tens, because those, I just felt like I could hold. And even if they go nowhere, like I'll, I, I don't think they're going to lose that much value, but yeah, I have like probably like $12,000 worth of cards still. Um, so I made my money back which I'm happy about, <laughs> but I probably should have held on a little bit longer because after that Logan Paul stream came out, everyone's prices went crazy. And I'm like, damn, I like, it was like the week before I sold all a bunch of mine. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but you live and learn. So, um, but as far as that thing, that was actually before, um, I think like maybe a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, uh, someone, my girlfriend follows on Instagram, posted on their story like oh i'm gonna give this away and i asked i told her i'm like yeah go get it <laughs> she, she was like she didn't want to get it and i'm like yeah go get that <laughs> so then she went to go pick it up and then just kept it and now it see it's just weird how like it all worked out like now it's and, just sitting back there and also i think it was used to also in in some 
Carnaval used to, or uh, did you use in a carnival or something with your? Um, what this thing? Uh, no, you you were dressed as Ash and your. Oh girlfriend. oh oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, we did a podcast, uh, a Pokemon like for beginners, uh, podcast where I just I dressed up as Ash Ketchum and she dressed up as Pikachu, um, just for fun, because she loves Pokemon, also. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I just wanted to help people, like in case they were trying to get into it, to just learn the basics. And yeah, if you want to check that out. <laughs> no, no, it's nice. I saw it. And uh, for the ones that are seeking to invest, it's too late. It, that still in time, or I, tell me. it's 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 tricky. Like, cause now the prices are so high. Hmm. Um, it's it's like it's just like buying Apple stock right now. Hmm. Like if you wanted to buy Apple stock, yeah, it, it'll probably still keep going up, but it's gonna be really expensive to get into it right now versus like 20 years ago. Um, same thing with Tesla stock, like it's affordable now like you can get into it and it'll probably still keep going up, but it might not, you don't know. It's the same thing, same exact game. Hmm. So it's like, I think it's worth getting into the research because it doesn't really cost you anything. You just got to look and watch some videos on YouTube. That's all it is. And if you can find a good deal, but that, see, that's the thing too. Like a lot of people have these cards in their basement or in their attic or something, and they don't even realize it, what they have. You can just go to a garage sale and probably find something. So like there's definitely people out there that are, don't realize what they have and you can probably buy it for a pretty affordable price. And then, get it graded and then do all that other stuff where it does become worth it. Um, doing it the way I did where I bought graded cards, it might not be worth it to the beginner that's getting into this because they're pretty expensive. Like, like I said, I bought my first uh, PSA 10 Squirtle card for 600. That was in July. It's worth about 3000 now, 3,400 now. Is it going to go even higher than that? I don't know, to be honest. Um, and I totally understand someone not wanting to pay $3,400 for a car. They're not even sure about if it's going to go up or down. And I, I completely understand that. That's why it's hard for me to be like, yeah, you should get into this right now. Cause like, um, you got to do your research. Yeah. Just do some research. It's not that hard. Like, like what car, and then just go on eBay, just kind of stock listings, see what people are selling it for. I mean, sometimes you might be lucky and someone has like just something listed for really cheap and you just if, if you're the first time there to buy it at a decent deal but i mean that requires you also searching how much they've been selling like you have to look at average price of what it's been selling and stuff like that so yeah it is work it's uh, you gotta do a little research it's like playing a game in a way hmm. I mean, <laughs> it can be expensive but um, but yeah, you can, you can just go on YouTube and just start watching videos and that's all it takes Like just watch it while you're eating dinner or something and just learn a little bit and maybe you'll get into it. Maybe you won't, but yeah, that, like I said, though, if you, you can maybe go to like a friend's house that doesn't have, like they had Pokemon cards when they were a kid, but they, cared, but they just like, here, take them. Like even my, my, uh, br my brother-in-law he texted me today. He's like, Hey, I have a customer that says her son had a bunch of Pokemon cards in the attic. You want to check it out? I'm like, yeah, send me pictures. 
Why not? Six bucks for them. And then, because she thinks, oh yeah, I'm going to get 200 bucks for these stupid cards. And I'm thinking, <laughs> well, what if there's like $5,000 worth of cards in there? It's like, you don't, so it's like, that's why I don't think it's too late to get into it. I think it's too late to get, it might just be a little bit too hard to get into graded cards because those things is this is what it costs like this mm -hmm. is what it costs and that's what it is versus trying to like really hunt for stuff where it's really like finding a gem like in the dirt like you might just be like find something that's like holy crap like and someone that might just want like a dollar for it or something so i think it's still worth getting into um especially because it's it's a little bit early still where people even with even the people that have those cards don't realize what they have. So I think there is still time, but act fast. <laughs> no, no. And the, some great tips. It's like, like you said, it, doing the research and maybe it's a little bit late and depends also how much money you have in your pocket because mm -hmm. it depends on the person. But if you, if you go to a garage or if you talk with a friend, maybe you can find some 3000 card in, in somebody's garage. Yeah. What about... Magic the Gathering. Um, I don't know anything. I don't know much about it. I know there is like a market for that, but I don't know. I, I just, I was never really into Magic no. the Gathering. That's why. So it, like I, for me, I like Pokemon because it just had better um, IP, inter, intellectual property. Like just, it's just bigger, more mainstream. Like hmm. people... Like there's movies, there's video games, there's cartoons, it's on Netflix. So it just seemed a little bit more like people know what it is versus mm -hmm. this Magic the Gathering was kind of like a smaller niche. niche. Yeah, so it was just like, I wasn't sure that because I just don't know it that well. Plus, I don't know what the market is going to be like for that, where Pokemon, I feel, just has a bigger market. So I just felt more comfortable learning that. Yeah, I think yeah, you are right. I think yeah, Magic the Gathering it can be. I played it when I was uh, younger, but yeah, it can be a little bit more tricky. I think you are right. Let's mm -hmm. talk about success. Oh, what is your definition of success? Um, just being happy, happy with what you have. I mean, I mean that sounds really cliche, but it's true. Like, like I thought my goal was to be like a YouTube star, like that's what I thought it was. But I think I only thought that because I was just, it was mainly based on insecurities that I'm trying to fulfill. But now like I have an amazing girlfriend. I have like, we're li we live in a great place. Like I'm happy, I, I make okay money. I'm working for Gary, which is my ult which was ultimately like what I wanted to do. Um, I'm doing something that I actually enjoy. Like I really do like working on videos. I like editing. Um, so, for, and I'm happy with that. So that I feel like I'm successful, but like, I don't have, I also don't have like a ton of money. So it's like, it's not like, that's not what success is in my eyes. So I think just, being happy with what you have or, or, or like just with your life like whatever it is i think that's success so if you're happy with just whatever you have like don't like if you're like oh you're not happy with what you have 
ask yourself why, like, why are you not happy with what you have? Is it because you're trying to fill some kind of void or because you just don't feel like you're happy with whatever you're working on, like whatever it is at it. Like if you hate your job, yeah, that's, that's not good. Um, so I think everyone just needs to kind of like ask themselves what makes them happy, what makes them satisfied, content. And um, that's, that's the path to success in my opinion. Great, great, great advice, man. Really, it's like, I think, yeah, if you, again, if you ask yourself the why, you will understand, like, in the success, in the investments, in money, I think mm -hmm. the why is really, really important, you know, the why Definitely. behind. Uh, Dustin, tell me a little bit about some daily habits that you have, morning routines. Um. So yeah, uh, I used to start, I used to work out like around 4 p.m. every single day, but it just wasn't working for me because I was busy all the time. And then afterward, after I was done with the work, I just didn't want to like do anything or it was like time for dinner. And then after I eat, I don't want to do anything either. So I started changing that and I started working out in the morning now. So I wake up, I used to wake up around 7.30. Now I wake up 6.30 give myself another hour, wake up, do my thing, and then just go for a run, do like my calisthenics and stuff like that. Then I start going to work. That way I don't have to worry about it later. And that's been working for me a lot um, just because I was having so much anxiety of like, oh man, and just putting pressure on myself, like wanting to work out after I finish working and then, and realizing, okay, that this isn't happening. And I was like, just beating myself up about that too much. So um, just decided to change things around, do it in the morning, get it over with. And then that way the rest of my day is open and clear and then I don't have to think about it. And I've been doing that for about two weeks now. Um, yeah, it's been really good actually. Like it sucks because I have to wake up and like, ugh. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's just good to get it over with like every single day. Mm. it's like you feel more awake and it's it's like you said it, it's done in the in the beginning of the day you can do the check and continue exactly. now that that you were talking about today how is a normal day uh working as a videographer in gary uh in uh, vendor media sorry um so i only so i work for gary's personal brand so i don't do stuff for vayner media clients so I work only like pretty much Gary is my client. Um, I guess every single, I work on his TikTok now. I used to be on his Instagram, but now I'm working mainly on his TikTok and his Instagram reels because it's kind of like the same thing. Um, usually we have uh, like a list of things that are trending on TikTok, for instance. And we try to like, find content from of Gary's that fits that trend or fits that sound or whatever, like just trying to something make it more relative. Um, so I usually spend the morning editing my first video. Uh, usually takes, I don't know, like an hour or two. Um, after that, I either move on, if I have another thing to move on to, I, I start doing that. But if I don't, I just start looking for stuff. Like we have, I use um, Gary V's search the search engine uh, to look for content, like specific stuff I'm looking for. Like if I'm looking for 
him talking to a 22 year old or him talking about um, fails or something like that. So a lot of it is research, I guess you could say, like just looking for stuff like reconning. And then half of it is just editing. Then we have a daily meeting every single day to just like go over things. Uh, so that takes up like another like a half hour or something. But that's usually the routine. Just edit, look for stuff, meetings, edit, look for stuff, edit, look for stuff. <laughs> Man, and some advice then, let's see. If you have a person that is in the same position that you were three years ago that wants to work to him, uh, which advice do you give to that person? Um, so there's like, so my, I think what worked for me is that uh, I had some, I built something on my own. Like I have this um, Seinfeld based meme account. It's called Costanzagrams. Um, it's just a meme account and I created it on my own. Um, I got it up to like when I first started, got, when I first got hired, I think I had like around 300,000 followers on it. So I think I had something like I just had this thing that I could be like, Hey, I made this. And then I, th I think that's what my, le my leverage was. So that's one thing that you could do if you're out there, like try to make something on your own, whether it's an Instagram account, a YouTube channel, or just something that you could be like, Hey, I made this. I understand this platform. And or like, if you have a good TikTok, like if you have a really good TikTok, like I made this account, I know what the hell I'm doing. That's your leverage. I would say, try to make something to have leverage for yourself. If that's not your thing, then I guess option number two is just try to work for free. Like try to learn your skill as best as you can and offer it for free. I know that sucks because you're working for free, but I would definitely do that myself. Um, I pretty much did when I first started working for Gary. <clears throat> I was, um, I didn't care. Like I, they were paying me, but I think there was like a, my first month, I think they forgot to pay me, but I didn't even say anything because I didn't care. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just, I just want to stay here because I don't care. <laughs> so um, uh, offer to work for free if you can, if you can afford to try to work for free because if, cause that, then that person, like the Gary V in your world is going to be like, what the hell can I lose? This guy's going to work for free anyway. I have nothing to lose. So like, that's where you have that advantage because you're offering your service for free. They have nothing to lose. So it's like, whatever, they'll probably hire you. So try to do that. That's option two. Um, option three is just really like, just get good at whatever your skill you're doing, whether it's graphic design or videography. I don't, I mean, I don't know what else you can play into or like if you're a really good writer, that's, that's still a good thing too. Um, just try to like really be good at your craft and have a good portfolio, I guess, in a way. Um, but also I think what, yeah, I mean, that's really it. Like that's the best way to do it. Like just try to, I mean, like I said, for me, what worked was just building something on my own and having that as leverage. So if it's a podcast too, like make it start doing a podcast because maybe you're just good at that. And then, yeah, that's really the only things I could think of. And it's a great advice already. Like you, like you said, it. or you go with something that you already learned or you go with your humble, humbleness to 
go and I will learn for free. And I think it's a great advice. And yeah, you can use that to, to not just for Gary V or for any Gary, any position that you want in life. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's, or you go with something or you go with a position to learn. What is the legacy that you want to leave behind? I'm sorry. Uh, I think I just like the fact that I'm helping Gary be like just being his video guy, like helping him change the world because I think he really is going to change the world. And, um, and I also just want to be there when he buys the jets. I want to just be at his side. Be like, you fuck, like you fucking did it. And cause it's just crazy to like think that how he grew up, like poor kid that just said at like seven years old that he's going to buy the jets and actually pulls it off. It's just crazy. Um, but also, like, I have my own YouTube channel where uh, I just do BMX tutorials for the most part. And I have, like, there's a couple kids that have DM'd me just being like, hey, I watched your video and it really helped me, like, learn 360s and just want to say thanks. I'm like, and that just really helped. Like, I, I like that a lot. Just the fact that I helped one person um, learn something and they just like the way that I explained it better than like the other people that there's like a million other people that do the same exact thing. And the fact that they, um, the way I communicated to them was more helpful. Uh, I, I just like that a lot. Cause I, I think I've always even, I remember even when I was a kid, I think I was like, I, I kind of wanted to be a teacher because I thought I, I thought I could do it better than the teachers that are, that were teaching me. I just didn't like how they were teaching. And I just thought I could do it better. So I think that's why I like, I like that aspect of just like helping someone like actually learn something. And they're like, wow, like it, like something that just wows them. They're like, Oh, I never thought about it like that way. And it helps them. Um, yeah. That's just, I think just being a good person, like just having that the legacy of just being, Hey, like I wasn't a, a douchebag. <laughs> I think that's a nice thing to also, um, so yeah, I think that's it. And I think it's a man growing the 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 channel, your BMX channel, and like and like you said, it if you can change one person's life, if you can like, it's for me already mission accomplished at my point of view. So yeah. let's see some projects, some new projects that we that you have. Can you tell me? Um. In what sense? For work or like uh, or and like you want to share it. You will the the, the BMX channel, it's um work, personal life, Pokemon Live. Um I guess I mean so I yeah, the only thing I was gonna start doing is like pretty much what I did for BMX is just uh stuff with Teslas. Like I just bought a Tesla. Okay. Because I was really I like like I drove one and I was like, man, I really like this. Like I just liked the whole idea of it. Like um, I love how it drives and I just wanted to kind of start doing tutorials on Tesla's or like whatever things that people might not know because um, even when I first bought it, like at first I, like I got, I got it today, but like going through the process, I was just like, the hell, like I don't, I didn't know how to do a lot of it and I didn't know how to like look it up. And there was a lot of things that, yeah, Tesla's customer service is decent, but there's a lot of things where I'm like, 
wait, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, like, how do I do this? And how do I do that? So then, and just the fact that I couldn't even search for it without like, there's, there's like Tesla video, like uh, YouTube channels out there, but they talk about so much bullshit for like the first mm. five minutes. And I'm like, just get to the fucking point. Like, and I hate that so much. So like, I want to, I, I want to start making out, making content, like video content, just get right to the point, answer their question and not bullshit for like, 10 minutes just to, just to get views like that's kind of like what i want to do just because like i'm so sick of that like I, every time i try to look for a tesla video i'm like there's just so much bullshit before it i'm like dude what the hell you did, i did not need to hear you four minutes of that <laughs> like just get to the point so like i i want to ch- kind of change that world and a little bit just to like have better content that gets to the point answers the question and the person can just move on with their day you know, because it's funny because I'm seeing you because because you are also producing the content you have uh, you see it with the different eyes you know you can see where when when the person is just there talking to make the the, the views like you were saying and not giving the information yeah. like you 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 gave it also in in your video that you did with your girlfriend like it was the the Pokemon video it was direct to the point so you check the lines here, you check it here, be careful with that, with the faults, with this, like direct juice, like I love the idea. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you are a reader or if you listen to a lot of podcasts that you want to share with me. Um, I personally really don't like to read. <laughs> I'm just really bad at it. I think I have like, I think I really do have some kind of ADHD because um. I have a really hard time even looking at articles. Like I just read the first sentence and the last sentence of each paragraph and just keep going. Um, So yeah, I'm not really good at reading Uh, podcasts. I only really listen to Joe Rogan, but like not anymore ever since he moved to Texas. Like I just don't like it as much. And I just listen to a Seinfeld podcast because I actually, um, I, they, I enjoy it a lot. And also it's kind of part for me because I still run that Seinfeld account. So I'm kind of like just looking for content by listening to them. Um, but yeah, that, those are pretty much the only two podcasts I Great. listen to. Seinfeld and Joe Rogan. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> no, no, nice one. What is the best way if the, the people want to contact you, the best way to find you, the social media? Um, yeah, I'm, it's Dustin, not Justin, everywhere, pretty much on Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter. It's Dusty, not Justy, because I, someone already had Dustin, not Justin, so I couldn't get it. <laughs> but um, I think that's it. And TikTok, same thing. Dustin, not Justin, everywhere. No, it's, a nice, it's a really nice name. So, less tip to make the world a better place. Um. Just try to always think about, put yourself in the other person's shoes. I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't, aren't doing these days. They're just thinking about themselves and not thinking about other people's situations, other people's whatever they're going through. Um, and they're just being a little too selfish, I think. Where uh, Just try to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Whether, like, yeah, that's really it. I think there's not enough empathy and compassion. I think uh, yeah, we can plant a little bit more of compassion and empathy. I think it's a, any last thoughts or advice that you want to share with me and the listeners and viewers. 
Um, if you, I guess the only thing is like, if you really believe in whatever you're doing right now, just keep going. Um, it's going to be hard. I understand. Like I, I went through that too. My YouTube channel was garbage and I was just like, I'm just going to keep trying this cause I, I have no other choice. So just keep going. Um, even if it sucks, just, uh, try to learn from your fails, so-called fails and just try to do better. But if you really believe in what you're doing, just keep going. Um, and if it's still not working out, that's when you really have to take a step back and think about it. If like you're enjoying the process or if it's like you really hate the process, then maybe it's not, maybe whatever you're trying to do isn't for you. So um, yeah, self-awareness is, it's hard. It's hard to like come to that point of like figuring out who you are, or what you want to do. Um, I understand it's hard. Like I'm, I'm, that's what I'm really lucky about that. I know what I want to do. Like I, I knew I loved enjoying editing videos and I'm very, I'm very lucky that I figured that out. Uh, but I mean, I figured it out at 32. So like a lot of people think they have to figure shit out at 22 or 18. And it's like, I mean, I didn't do shit for my entire twenties. Like I didn't do anything career wise. So mm -hmm. like, you can figure it out at 35 and you'll be fine. Like you'll, I'm, I still feel young as hell. Like I feel like I'm very much equal to like my 21 year old friends. So man, but you are not fair. It's not fair. You are Jimmy Button of the real life. So it's not fair know, with the I others. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> but yeah, I just think uh, people don't realize how young you really do. You feel at 35, like I feel great. Um, and I think, but that's also because I care. Like I care about my body. I cared about my nutrition, my health. So yeah, I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> no, and it's no like, it's uh, really, really, you end up like, really, it's never too late. I think we can end yeah. up with it. It's never too late with 35, 45. If it's something that you really love, like it's never too late to fight for it. Dustin, thank you so much for the opportunity, my friends. Great day and a great life for you. Guys, don't forget to, to follow him. It's a great person and great life for everyone. Thank you so much.